On today's show, Diane Sanfilippo joins me while we're riding around in an Uber mid-book tour to talk about how to travel with less stress. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. This is a unique recording, but you gotta do what it takes when you're on the road. Diane and I are sitting here in the back seat of our wonderful Uber driver's car in Chicago. We just landed. Yes, we are in some beautiful rush hour traffic. <laughs> I think we've got a little ways before we get to our destination, so we figured we'd dial in. And you know, now that we're two weeks into this three week long book signing tour, um, Diane for Practical Paleo Second Edition, which you can get in a hardcover or paperback, though we recommend the hardcover. We do. <laughs> Pro tip, get the hardcover. <laughs> um, and travels then, better. It travels better, exactly. Um, and then me for my Fed and Fit book. So we're really excited. We have a signing in Skokie um, today when this episode airs on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, so it's going to, it's been a really fun trip, but a couple weeks on the road and you get pretty good at figuring out how to make travel less stressful. So that's what we want to talk to you guys about today is really how to make travel less stressful. There are some tips and tricks. Um, Diane is definitely a seasoned veteran and I've been um, a very coachable student <laughs> in, in a lot of these tips and we've really... It really has made a huge difference, some of these things we're going to talk about today, both general travel tips and then also with regard to food and overall health. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right. So our general tips to start off. First one we talk about is to take Uber. Take Uber. Yeah. So a lot of times when you travel, you can rent a car and this is not sponsored. No. <laughs> you can rent a car, but first of all, sometimes renting a car is totally affordable but sometimes it's crazy expensive it can be over a hundred dollars a day to rent a car and if you just take an uber a few times a day you probably won't spend that much and also i don't know about everybody else but if i get in a car in a new city i don't have my little holder for my phone in the car and i'm trying to you know map around and just drive around and navigate the traffic and all of that and it's just so much easier to just go sit in a car and someone else is going to drive and you can check your map and see where you're going and mm -hmm. figure things out so i love to just leave that to somebody else basically oh that's my phone basically you're just <laughs> you're delegating you're delegating the driving you know that's true. I mean, it really is the concept. One way to de-stress in general is to delegate more tasks. Plus, you don't have to worry about parking, and, logistics. And being in traffic or worrying that you're, you know, yeah. I just think driving in new cities can be really challenging mm -hmm. in general. I've totally. gotten lost many times. One time, <laughs> one time in Portland, I put Whole Foods into the map, and it apparently routed me. And this is like at 8 o'clock at night. It routed me to an office. And I was just trying to go to a Whole Foods grocery oh store. And I was like, well, that didn't go so well. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. Okay. Definitely Uber. Look into it. Get it tied to whatever account you want. It just makes things really, really easy. It's an app. If you're, if you're brand new to this concept, it's an app you download on your phone. Um, and then make sure, one, a pro tip to using Uber is make sure you actually type in the address where you want to go or where you want to be picked up um, instead of, you know, letting, because Uber will drop a pin because it thinks it knows where Never you are. Don't trust from, the pin. Don't trust the pin. We've been burned. I've been burned specifically. Um, I think I, I didn't tell you guys to do that <laughs> because I'm so used to standing outside my own home and watching it not 
have the right address. Mm -hmm. So I always type in the address or like the specific hotel name. That'll that'll work fine too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, don't let don't trust the pin. Don't trust the pin. So type it in, save yourself a headache, um, and then maybe don't Instagram when you're being dropped off because I was in the front seat when we were being dropped off at this one place, and I just had my head in my phone and we got out of the car and unloaded our we're stuff. In the wrong hotel. And I was like, I don't remember a revolving door. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Worked out. It all worked out. It did. It did. So all that aside, though, Uber really, really is a way to reduce some stress. Okay, next up, one way to really expedite your time in the airport, because one of the biggest stressors of going to the airport is you're worried about how long the security line is going to be, because it's such a gamble. Depending on the size of the airport or the time of the day, there's a train going by. Is that the L? What is that? <laughs> it's the L. It's totally the L. Um, something. Forest Park. This is so fun. This is such an adventure. We're um, traveling while recording the podcast on travel tips. It's kind of brilliant. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh my god. Anybody need ideas? I got a lot of them. Diane's got the ideas. Um, so yeah, airport security. One way to kind of help circumvent you know, the stress of worrying about how long you're gonna be standing in that security line is to go ahead and apply for TSA pre-check. It might from the outside looking in, it may seem kind of complicated, but it's actually a pretty simple mm -hmm. process. I think you apply online. So I did mine with global entry because we were doing some international travel. And when you get global entry, you automatically get TSA pre-check. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's worth doing if you're going to, honestly, even if you're going to do international travel like once a year, because coming back into the country is so much faster. And mm -hmm. that's when you're not in any mood to wait for an hour at the airport you're like my trip is over i'm already upset that my trip is over let's not wait an hour in this line so it goes much faster but yeah the tsa pre-check is great i would say for somebody who doesn't travel a lot if you're going to look into tsa pre-check learn what the sort of not rules are but learn what you don't have to do anymore when you get in line because sometimes people get thrown into the pre-check line and if you are not aware of what's happening you're gonna piss off everybody behind you you don't have to take your shoes you off you don't have to take your shoes off you don't have to take your little bag of liquids out of your bag you can't carry you have the same rules about what you can carry in but you just don't have to take it out separately you don't have to take your laptop out um sometimes you don't even have to take a jacket off but that you mm -hmm. can ask um, it varies sometimes they're a little more strict about it if they've got um, a mix of people in the line for some reason yeah but anyway it it's definitely just... has saved us a lot of time we had Mariah who's on the trip with us she got pre-checked because we both already had it and depending on what city you're in you can get it really quickly mm -hmm. San Francisco is not a good place to try and get things done quickly with travel because so many people travel there mm -hmm. that to get global entry we couldn't even do it quickly in San Francisco we had to we went to Las Vegas to do it so oh. it's just like faster but a lot of cities that you can get TSA pre-check within probably a couple of weeks of... of that's of that's about how long it took me. Yeah. And the difference between TSA pre-check and global entry, I think, is something like 15 to $20. It's, yeah. it's really minimal. So to Diane's point, if you are going to do any international travel, I recommend going for global entry. Plus, I think, honestly, the registration process is even more simple than just a plain old TSA pre-check. It, it was nothing. I mean, we just had to have certain paperwork and go in for an interview. You have to actually have a face-to-face. -face. Oh, yeah. Um, and they last, what, five years? I think Does that so. sound right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a five-year term. So that's really nice. Um, highly recommend it. And what they do is they print on your boarding pass, and then you get to have at least a shorter line. And it's a quicker process because you don't have to take that stuff out or off. Okay, next tip for general travel. This is, a, this is one 
that I've learned the hard way, and Diane has <laughs> is really really good about this, and I'm I'm forever sold on this one tip. Um, but it's to try don't take early flights, don't book yourself an early flight unless you absolutely have to for your schedule, or you have to be somewhere, or it's the only flight available, or you are going internationally and it's connecting, and you know you don't want to have a tight connection. That's for sure mm-hmm. if you're traveling, especially internationally, but. I used to take an early flight, you know, 7 a.m. flight, and somehow my brain would forget that that (laughs) meant you get to the airport at like 5.30, which means you're awake at 4 a.m., which means you're probably not sleeping the night before, so you're kind of ruining that whole next day. But I would do it because I would see the price difference, either $50 or $100, usually not more than that, usually Mm -hmm. maybe up to $200 difference, but... Look, if you're on a really strict budget, I mean, I think if you're on that strict of a budget, travel in general, at that point, you're going to blow your budget because traveling just will throw expenses into the mix that you mm-hmm. don't expect. So if the $100 is going to make or break you, that's... Don't go. That's, yeah. That's, you know, the incidentals come up and something comes up. But, but honestly... Um, it's so much more stressful to travel and get to the airport for a 7 a.m. flight than it is for a 10, 11, 12 p.m. flight, or 10 a.m. or 11. Um, so, and the airport's less crowded after 10 a.m. So between mm-hmm. 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. is a really good time to travel just for a less crowded airport. And, you know, we work for ourselves so we can bring our laptop. And if you're traveling, you know, bring something to do, bring something to read, mm-hmm. make it make it something where you know if there was something you were going to get done at home maybe it was you were going to write something or just do whatever so that you don't feel like you're wasting that time that's a big thing for me if I feel like I'm stuck somewhere and I can't get something done that I wanted to do Mm -hmm. but I feel like if you bring that thing with you and you get it done or you make a call you need to make or whatever it is every airport almost has free wi-fi now so it's no big deal um but yeah that's been it's been definitely a game changer when we traveled for the Mediterranean paleo cooking tour we had to go from Portland to Denver and we had an event in the evening in Denver and the only flight was like a 7 a.m. flight out of Portland and I just for whatever reason hadn't checked the possible flights so we were stuck with it and we all had to get up I had I forced like five other people to wake (laughs) up at four in the morning for this flight because that was the you know the plan that I made and it was just painful and sort of not necessary so it is. avoid it, it it is painful I mean I even because I'm that same way I look at the flight the costs of the flights and I'm like oh well the cheapest ones at 6 a.m yeah. I'll just go ahead and do that and, and you think I'm always up at six I get, no big deal exactly except you forgot that yeah except <laughs> back it, that up a few hours you, you have know? to back it up you got to get dressed and then you net you inevitably you I tell myself I'll just go to bed early no. To make up for the time, but and then I don't. Sleeping well because you're worried you're going to miss your flight. You're worried you're going to miss your flight. It's the worst. It is exactly so. I'm. I can't tell you guys. I've never been a midday traveler before this trip, and it is night and day difference. Yeah. The stress, the the less, the lack of stress um, related to the time of travel. So that's a big one. Plus, then it gives you the buffer to get to the airport a little earlier, and we've been better about that the last mm-hmm. few trips um, we've taken on this tour, and that feels better too to just like sit and. Pop your computer open at the airport instead of at home, you know, either way. Totally. Yep. Okay, next one. This has, these next ones have to do with packing and kind of clothing related, but first we want to say, you know, it's so tempting to, I'm, both of us, I think, are creative people, and so when I get dressed, I I don't always wear the same thing twice because I will style it differently with a different scarf or a belt or something. And so I like to get dressed in my closet, but I cannot pack that way because if I pack that way to just 
you know, improvise every single day, I'm going to wind up bringing my closet and it's too much. So our advice is to try on outfits before you go. So you know what works well together and it makes it that much easier to really assemble outfits during the day. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think you have to know a little bit about the weather, where you're going. Mm -hmm. This tour, we've been to some warmer places and some cooler places, but in the same kind of range, uh, and having like a scarf or something to layer if it is going to be cold. But I think that that's really saved. I mean, we're on the road, you're on the road three weeks total. Mm -hmm. I've got two, I was home and you know, one big bag and then a smaller bag. And you know, it's, it's really saved a lot of hassle. Yeah. Um, And then also, okay, this is a separate tip or is this part of the same tip? Um, these can be separate. Or okay. same tip, same tip. Okay, same tip. This part of the same tip <laughs> is to pack shoes that can work with a lot of different outfits. So we both actually have, I think, the same number of shoes. I might have one additional. Mm-hmm. So we both have uh, like tennis shoes, like gym shoes to work out in. We have slip-on sneakers that we've been wearing a ton, which are actually perfect for going through security if you don't have TSA pre-check because then you can slip them on really easily. And then we each have only three pairs of kind of dressy shoes for our outfits. And this, again, this is weeks that we're on the road. And I also have a pair of flip-flops because I cannot handle my heels for more than about two hours. So I put those flip-flops on. And also my feet tend to swell when I fly. And so just having them as an option of if my shoes are feeling too tight, Mm -hmm. I think having, you can pack a skinny little pair of flip-flops in any bag, put them in a, you know, Ziploc and put them in your purse. I think... Traveling with flip-flops is always a good idea to me. That's so smart. And I didn't do that. I mean, I brought clunky little Birkenstock sandals, but... um, (laughs) Isn't that that cute? Birkenstock. (laughs) You're so cute. (laughs) Um, But I think the flip-flops is clutch. And when we were in San Francisco, marching all over those hills with Diane, she (laughs) gave me a pair of flip-flops to borrow while I was there. It really makes a huge difference. Um, so that, that is, that is a huge help. And I also want to add to this as far as packing athletic wear. So Diane and I are doing a really good job of working out on a regular basis, not every day. Cause we do want to give our bodies some rest. Um, but I didn't bring three w- weeks worth of workout clothes, you know, and what I had planned on doing was I brought maybe 10 days worth, maybe not even that much. Um, and I just, I I planned on washing them halfway through and that really helps pack lighter. Now there's a stress added to that because you got to figure out where you're going to wash it. If you've got a friend's house, that's kind of midway through. That's what I did with some friends in Boulder, but knowing that I didn't have to bring all of that stuff, the weight of my bag wasn't through the roof helped a lot. If you stay at a hotel that has, uh, if it's like a residence in or Mm -hmm. something that has an extended stay type feel to it, most of them have laundry services there. So you can do a load of laundry and, and get that done. And I think packing exercise pants that are dual purpose. So mm-hmm. I'll try and I do have, I have pink pants on today They're and so I have cute. a couple of hairs that are brighter and wilder colors, but I have a couple of hairs that I can wear for travel a couple of times and then I could work out in them too. Mm-hmm. And so once I work out in them, they're done. They're done. <laughs> they're done. So, but I also did one day I washed a pair in the sink with some shampoo and then I had, I knew we had, we weren't leaving the next morning. I mm-hmm. had an extra whole day to let them dry just hanging up and they dried out pretty quickly because that's the nice thing about exercise clothes. Like totally. They're made to dry kind of quickly. So yeah. That's a I really great pack, tip. I think I only have maybe only five or six pairs of <laughs> <laughs> athletic pants. That's, I mean, that's enough. 
yeah, if you can, if you can give them a quick wash. Okay, so now rolling into kind of food and health, we want to talk about this is this is an interesting topic, and this, Di, nobody does this better than Diane. Oh, great! What is it? Um, is the concept <laughs> of what kind of food if you're going to go on a longer flight. You know, you probably want to pack some snacks, or if you're just going to be traveling all day, maybe you've got a layover, you don't know what kind of the food situation is going to be at the airport. So it's a good idea to bring some healthy snacks that could help supplement or replace a meal. And nobody packs <laughs> snacks better than Diane Sanfilippo. She is a master at it. So I'd love to pick her brain on what kind of foods can you bring on a plane. Well, okay. And then I can tell you what's in our snack bag that we just started snacking on. So I think a lot of people don't realize that you can absolutely bring food on an airplane. What you can't bring are liquids over three ounces or three and a half, actually. I don't remember exactly. But go with three. Um, is, you think it's four? 3.4. 3.4. Such a BS number. It's such a random really, number. Really, TSA? Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> I digress. But... Um, if you're concerned about the liquids, you can use a really small one or two ounce jar that they'll know by looking at it that it's under 3.4. And, you know, I've definitely taken olive oil and salad dressings and things like that in really small containers and you'll be fine. Definitely use, you know, a, a jar that'll seal well. Don't put it in mm-hmm. something rinky dink that's going to bust all over everything. But <laughs> you can bring a little, you know, lunch pack and you can bring any solid food with you. So sometimes people try and bring guacamole and it's too much guacamole. Like you have to have a smaller portion of it if it's liquid or a gel type or puddingy type or guacamole texture, something that has a liquidy texture. So for example, we had some leftover hummus from yesterday and I was like, I'm just going to ditch it because it's too liquidy. I probably could have taken it. It wasn't that much, but it's going to set off the thing and I'm just not going to stop and deal with it. But um, any food you want to bring and you know, if you want to bring stuff that you're not worried about it spoiling or being kind of off, then stuff that I love, which I can sound effects, pull right out of my bag and tell you what's in my bag. I love doing cured meats because most of them, even if they're sold cold, they're basically, they're pre-cooked and they will hold really well. So we've got like some salami here that we had packed and we did buy that from the refrigerated section, but sometimes you can even buy salamis and pepperonis and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, they're not even cold Mm -hmm. so you're fine to bring that we've got some dried fruit here i had some leftover jackson's chips uh what else do i have some some epic bar type things i've got some bubba's snacks i've got some dark chocolate some olives and i've got some carrots and snap peas in here from before but that's i basically just bring whatever we were eating so Mm -hmm. if i'm home if i've got leftovers if i've got like a chicken thigh and some hard-boiled eggs I don't, I'm not, you know, discriminating against foods like, oh, well, I'm flying, so I can't bring that. No, I bring what I want to eat, like whatever it is, whatever the thing is. So, um, that's it. And, you know, we packed up these snacks and I just, I throw them in my carry on and that's about it. It makes a big difference too, because for example, we have a really long ride right now Mm -hmm. into town and brunch was a long time ago. Yeah. And it just, it makes us feel, you feel less stressed when you're not starving and thinking about when your next meal is going to be. So... But I don't do, I mean, these are kind of snacky foods, but for me, yeah. most of the time, I'm not doing stuff that's very specifically snacky. Like, yeah. we're doing, I might have turkey or salami or roast beef or something that's a protein, and then, you know, the dried fruit or whatever it is, but it's not always epic bars and things like that. I mean, I do, right. I do have some of that, but I know people always ask about specifically snack foods, and mm-hmm. I just bring whatever food, you know, whatever it is. Yep. 
that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I have, I mean, I tolerate nuts well. So in case of emergency, I do have like an RX bars, a couple of them in my bag. Um, but that's just because they travel well and yeah. I know I can forget about them and they're going to be fine in there. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of. Yeah, those can get smushed in your purse and they're still the same texture. Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly the same. Okay, awesome. Okay, so the next food slash health related tip that we have to make travel less stressful for you is, is if you can, as soon as you get to a spot, a, a city, a destination, try to go to a grocery store, uh, make it either your first or your second stop, maybe after your hotel to drop bags, because it allows you to, we tend to not drink enough water when we travel, and I think that it's, for me, it's a good way for me to hold myself accountable. I go get some big jugs of water, and I know that I need to drink, you know, two or three of them before. (laughs) We were chugging right before our security. Sometimes, sometimes we're playing playing catch up at the last minute. But we get our water in, and it's a really good way to hold ourselves accountable to hydrate. So we get, we've been going to Whole Foods. We've been getting waters. Um, I've been grabbing a not-sweet green juice. And so, you know, by not-sweet, I mean I look at the label, and I try to not choose anything that has fruit in it, aside from lemon or lime. So I'm looking for kale, collards. Broccoli's fine um, for me. What was the one that we found? Was it Evolution Fresh? Yeah. And it's a, it's not sweet. The only, I think that one, the one that we just found. Yeah. It's either lemon or lime. I think there's uh-huh. one that has both. And it's all greens otherwise. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. That was a good one. And it wasn't, I didn't think it wasn't sweet enough to drink. No. I mean, I don't, I don't need juices to be super sweet, but I also don't want it to not have any palatability I yeah guess. but yeah it, it was, was not painful to drink it yes. was really <laughs> even with the parsley in it <laughs> but it's good and I kind of like it because you know when you're traveling again I'm not eating as many salads or fresh mm-hmm. greens as I am when I'm at home and it just kind of helps me check the little micronutrient box mm-hmm. in my mind for just a, for just for a hot minute plus it's hydrating um so things like that we've also been grabbing snacky vegetables and restocking the salami stash um or the fruit stash and then um i've been getting i like these sheep's milk yogurt they don't t- they tolerate them pretty well compared to cow's dairy um and i've been doing the same but just the goat milk ones at redwood hill i think farm uh-huh like that. yep i think that's, that's the right goat milk one. Yep. and those are really great and we've been this will roll into oh if we didn't already talk about it um when you make a reservation for a hotel room Um, It's a good idea to actually request a refrigerator when you make that reservation because a lot of hotels will have them by request. They actually, I think they have to. Yeah, all hotels will have refrigerators because they need to for medical reasons. So folks who take insulin, for example, they have to refrigerate that stuff. So I think it's, I don't know if it's a law for them, but they have them. I mean, that's their business, it's hospitality. But some hotels have them in every room now. It's more and more common, just Mm -hmm. at least a, a really small one Mm -hmm. and some hotels have a limited number so you Mm -hmm. want to put it if you reserve online just put it in your reservation online or even call and just say hey you know I need to have a a mini fridge Um, you can say you have food allergies and you need to travel with food so you have to have one and I think it's just best to make sure that that's done before you check in even Mm -hmm. if this is really important to you or you can book a hotel like we've been doing in a lot of places that has like an efficiency it either has a refrigerator and a little cooktop Mm -hmm. or it's got something that you know can make it a little bit more like home 
Totally. And that's made a big difference for us as well. If we are staying at a hotel that has a little cooktop, when we go to the grocery store, when we get into town, we've been picking up groceries to make ourselves breakfast. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how good it feels to have a home cooked meal. That saves stress too, because you know, it takes way less time to just cook something up quickly than mm -hmm. it would to find a restaurant, go there, maybe not get something that even feels that great to eat anyway. Mm -hmm. And you can have the whole thing done and, you know, cooking and eating in 30 minutes and that's the time too, to grab those six packs of eggs for example, yeah. instead of the full dozen or whatever. Um, and sometimes that's not practical if you're somewhere for just one night mm -hmm. places we've been, especially for two nights, that's worked out really well, I think, but you know, we could do it if we were somewhere for one night too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that works out pretty well. Yeah. That worked out really well. Um, and the yogurts are really just to have a nice, fresh, not dry snack in case we are you know, sometimes, sometimes we have a midday, like a mid morning meal and then a mid afternoon meal and we get back from a signing and we're hungry, but, yeah. and so the, something like a yogurt is really nice then. Okay. Um, next, as far as going, eating out, Diane is also excellent at this. <laughs> She's just a Give pro. Give yourself eight more years. <laughs> just. She gets A++ plus pluses across the board. She's being older. I give her a 10. Um, so she's great at scoping out restaurants ahead of time. So before we even land, we were on our last flight and <laughs> Diane, um, and it makes a huge difference. I mean, that's why I'm bringing it up because we're not here flying by the seat of our pants thinking, oh gosh, well, what are we going to eat for dinner and where do we think is busy? And I mean, all we think about is food anyway. So while we're eating breakfast, we're usually thinking about lunch and dinner. I mean, that's just mm -hmm. life, but I, yeah. I like to have something planned, just like a, I'd rather have something in my purse and not eat it. I'd rather have a reservation and have to cancel it mm -hmm. than be stuck and not know where we're going, especially if we have a time crunch. Like, we've got a signing at 7. We're going to eat a, we're going to be there early bird dinner at 5.15 <laughs> so that we know we have something and, you know, if something else were to pique our interest and we decide we want to do something else, cool, we can cancel the reservation. But this way we have something that we know we can eat. It's going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. easy good to go I think we made a sushi reservation so yeah. we'll buy some coconut aminos when we go to Whole Foods and we'll put that in our purse yeah it'll be great and it also kind of holds holds us accountable to a timeline which mm -hmm. makes I think me feel <laughs> a lot better knowing because we joke about this but however much time I have I'm going to take it yeah <laughs> so yeah, totally. it's nice it's nice having something scheduled before a really important event um, and you can research on Yelp or OpenTable um, reviews of restaurants if you're trying to find some place. And I talk about this a lot. I've talked about it in other podcasts, Eating Out. Um, and I have a hashtag, Cassie Joy Eats Out, on Instagram and also put together a free ebook. If you're not already on my newsletter, when you sign up to join my newsletter at fedandfit.com, you get it as a free download. But it just gives you tips at five restaurants on things to order and kind of menu hack. Um, and Diane's got a lot of that in Practical Paleo Second Edition as well. But um, Yelp is a like is really my best friend in that regard because you can search by maybe gluten free friendly. Yeah, I, we don't usually I don't usually search paleo mm -hmm. because it's just too specific. But I'll look for farm to table. I'll look for organic. I'll look for gluten free. And once you find those, you tend to find places that are really easy to either look if you just want to do gluten free, which is what we do most of the time because we'll include something like rice and mm -hmm. you know not worry too much about it. But finding those places and it it also depends on what kind of meal you're looking for like if you're looking for a nice sit down dinner mm -hmm. then looking at farm to table just mm -hmm. searching farm to table you'll find something really nice almost every city has something um 
but a lot of places, you know, you can find a grass-fed burger, and it's pretty, it's pretty easy to find. You just have to do a little, little searching. Just do a little legwork. The, mm-hmm. the answers are out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have three... While you're in your Uber, you can just be searching. Totally. <laughs> um, okay, so we have three more for you. The One of them is... I think this really helps reduce stress is to plan to work out um, while you're on the road. So it's not the question of, am I going to work out or not? That's a stressful question Mm -hmm. to me is the question of, well, am I going to have time to work out? I just plan on it. Mm -hmm. So that question is eliminated and then come prepared with workouts that you can easily Mm -hmm. do in a hotel room or in a hotel gym. Yeah. You've been sharing a lot of them. I know Julie has travel Mm -hmm. workouts on her blog a lot. I have been doing workouts with you and some of them I have from um, my trainer who I asked, you know, before I go, can you give me some hotel friendly workouts? I think it's great to have some that are only body weight because look, you could be in a hotel where either there isn't a gym or you don't want to be in it or Mm -hmm. there's not much equipment in there or it's being used. Mm -hmm. And this way you have something that you're ready to do. Or I think you can pretty much always count on a hotel gym having a treadmill and dumbbells. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the baseline they're pretty much all going to have that possibly a bike possibly an elliptical machine um usually a bench like now we're building up a little but a bench and uh yeah just the dumbbells like that's that's those are kind of the basics Mm -hmm. and I I really think that not just saying I'm gonna work out but being like here's the workout I'm gonna do here it is written down I'm just gonna get it done don't plan to do a 45 minute to an hour workout when you're traveling. Go for, you know, anywhere from 15 or 20 up to 30 minutes mm-hmm. and do more if you have time, but don't make that the plan because then you're, you're easily going to say, I don't have time for it. Yep. But if it's 20 minutes, you leave your room, the whole thing is 30 minutes, you know, start to finish from when you leave your room. And we've also been doing this most of the time. It's a first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. We had one day where I did media appearance early and they waited for me Julie and Cassie waited for me and we did an afternoon workout which kicked my butt because I had a lot of burpees but um, most of the time it's been first thing in the morning we'll have some coffee and then we'll work out and then that's it no big deal and workouts on the road don't have to be you're you're not looking for PRs you're not looking for you know lung burners you're not looking to win any awards with these workouts you're just looking to stay active to feel really good to start your day and to not go home feeling like you don't want to start working out again because when you're if you're on the road for a week or two I mean this is three weeks away from home for for both of us yeah I I did stop home for two nights but you know we all know what it's like to get injured and then not want to go back to the gym because it's just so hard to start up again it is so if you are traveling and you let that happen I mean Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm still ready to go work out I mean we did a CrossFit workout yesterday so that was (laughs) so today we were off but um (laughs) Mariah and I took a walk this morning and said just to like I got my Fitbit and get my steps but yeah I, I think that that has really that was something that we talked about before we were traveling I said I really want to make sure that we're working out hold me accountable don't let me have too many treats and we've done it I mean I feel great on this trip yeah you know I do too despite how hectic it's been it's been hectic but it feels like it feels like real life on the road Mm -hmm. because we're working out we're eating well um but yeah, I totally agree. And that we, I was joking yesterday at that CrossFit gym. I was like, I just want a star for showing up. I'm not here to win anything. Yeah. And yeah. that's and that really, to Diane's point, that's the mindset that works for me in yeah. those scenarios is I'm not in it to win it. I'm just in it to go through the motions because there's a whole lot to just going through the motions. Yeah. There's a lot of benefits. showing up. Exactly. Just show up. Um, okay. And then the last couple is one to put a priority on sleep 
And remember that it's I'm okay. Failing on that one. I know. Well, it's hard. It's hard, but it's, but we're keeping it as a focus and we're trying. I feel like because we've done everything else so well, my lack of sleep hasn't hit me that badly. There you go. Which is pretty good. It's not been as great as it could be, but I I don't feel like I'm struggling from that because yeah. I think we've we're not eating junk. We're not yeah. you know just laying around and we have been really active and eating well. So totally that is helping. Yeah, that's good. And I think. For example, I mean, I did. I went against this rule last night. I was. I hung out with my friends in Boulder, and they dropped me off at the hotel at midnight, which is way later than I probably. <laughs> I know. That's your curfew. I broke curfew. Um, you know, that's probably later than I really wanted to be out. I rationalized it because I never see these guys, but oh, that's important. Yeah, it was imp- it was important for me to do it. But that's an example of if you're if you're out with folks every single night, mm-hmm. maybe put a priority to say, you know what, I really am gonna try to be back in my hotel room at nine p.m. Yeah. so I can unwind for an hour and then go to bed by ten. So and to that point, we really have not had alcohol much at all no. on this trip. Um, each of us maybe once or twice mm-hmm. at a couple of meals, and that. You know, if you're doing grueling travel like this, where this isn't vacation, no, you know, um, we can't expect to show up and be our best. <laughs> it's just a semi. Don't worry. Just driving by beeping. Um, we can't really be our best because I felt hungover a few days when we were, I mean, I didn't have anything to drink, totally. but just that tired, um, travel weary feeling, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, um, a lot of folks see travel as a time to, well, I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really different when you're on vacation versus mm-hmm. traveling and working. And that's a lesson I've learned. I mean, I've toured so many times now that I had to realize and remember that for me, traveling is not vacation. Yeah. And, and a lot of people travel for work a lot. And I think people use it as a reason and an excuse to not stay on with mm-hmm. whatever their plan was at home. But if that's a lot of your time, then you're spending more time or equal time off track as you are on track. And mm-hmm. that's not really what we actually wanted to be doing. You know, totally. we just don't realize it because you're out of your element, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. That's a really good point. Um, okay. And then the last one, just kind of briefly touch on it. This is one of those topics where, you know, to each his own. Mm-hmm. Um, so choose and do your own research and choose what's right for you. But some supplements that um, both of us, I think, have brought on the road. And there, some of them are supplements, some of them are just herbs. Um, but just kind of help, again, reduce stress, maybe sleep better. Um, it maybe helps with immune support because that's something that's stressful to me. The thought of possibly getting sick no. stresses yeah. me out. And, and so I'm doing, especially on all these airplanes and you got people coughing everywhere and it is not cute. It's not cute. We can't, (laughs) we can't afford to get sick. Nobody can afford to get sick, but so there's things that we're doing. Um, colloidal silver, uh, Google it if you're unfamiliar with it. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've brought that with me. It's so funny. We didn't even, this, we didn't talk about (laughs) and we're, I don't know how it came up. We were just both talking about using it and Uh we have it in my travel bag all the time. Yep. Uh, I sometimes travel with oregano capsules mm-hmm. or oregano oil. I know lots of people are into their oils. Oregano oil is great too. But here's the thing about oregano oil. It has a very, very strong smell. Mm-hmm. And I've had some of it a little weak in the bag and your whole bag smells like pizza. <laughs> so um, colloidal silver actually has no smell or taste. It's mm-hmm. really easy to... I have a throat spray. I'll do a few sprays in the back of the throat. Um, especially if I feel sometimes it's just that your throat is dry from travel because it's so dry. And for me, well, the reality is if your mucous membrane, 
membranes get dry, your immunity can be lower because your immune cells are not going to be as active with mm-hmm. dry mucous membranes, which is why we get sick a lot in the winter. It's just because things are dry. Mm-hmm. So humidifiers are great for that. But um, while we're traveling, yeah, I've been spraying that every couple of days or so. I just mm, check in, see how my throat feels, and I might spray some of that and knock on wood. Yeah, we've been doing good. Same. I've been taking the colloidal silver just as a preventative. Mm -hmm. I don't do it at home. No, I don't either. Only if I think I'm getting sick at home. Same. Yeah, I don't take it at home. Same. But here I'm just trying to be hypervigilant. And then the last one is magnesium citrate. So I brought one, for example, that's powdered form. Um, I think you can get it in little capsules. Um, It might have some extra ingredients in it, but that's been really beneficial for me because it helps calm me down at night. If I'm having trouble unwinding after maybe a signing or an event, we get so wound up um, because it's so energizing. get wound up. Yeah. And then so that kind (laughs) of helps, you know, it's it's naturally calming magnesium is. And so that really helps me settle in at night. So think about that. Um, Those are just kind of some of the things that I've had in my bag. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining me, Diane. Thanks for helping me. (laughs) Yeah, I just was sitting here in the Uber and figured we should have a little chat and record it. (laughs) It's like you're sitting in the back of the car with your friend. I know. It's so fun. In case anyone's wondering, we are now, we made it to downtown Chicago. Just like that. Just like that. (laughs) We didn't even have to pay attention. No. (laughs) It's been awesome. Uber really helped me de-stress. We need to call Uber for a little... (laughs) sponsorship here for this podcast our driver our driver agrees oh gosh okay well thanks again for joining us on the show remember we'll have show notes um a full list of everything and i'll provide links to some of the stuff we Mm -hmm. talked about yeah um there as well and uh including of course uh myself and diane's book in case you're curious this is the first you've heard of it um and we'll be in new jersey and austin after we're in chicago so i'll have the dates of those listed there as well thanks for joining we'll be back again next week